I'm Lisa. And I'm Loli. And together, together we're, the we're the Bad, bad Bunnies. That was pretty good. That was that pretty was good, good that time. Welcome back to Battle Buddies, the podcast. You're listening to episode four, Food Addiction, part two. Okay, guys. So, (laughs) right, we are running late. (laughs) We're running late. Yes, we are running late this week on episode four. For part two of food addiction. FYI, it's Thursday morning. Yes, we are supposed to be uploading. I mean, we're the bosses of this podcast, so we upload when we want to. But we've kept our word to other people, to the public. So we are supposed to be uploading our podcast every Thursday, and we are now recording on thursday but it's still gonna be up thursday so we're still keeping true to our word we just never said what time thursday (laughs) exactly so it still will be uploaded today um but i fell asleep twice um the past two days um i don't know you know my i don't know what it is but every time we're about to record something happens either lisa falls asleep god wants to have a divine intervention exactly and that's exactly what happened so um what's today thursday tuesday night god definitely was speaking um so you know i felt like that was necessary but last night i was just terrible and i fell asleep um and i it's because i haven't had my coffee but i have my coffee so i think we'll be good <laughs> we're good now we're good. did you get a large did you make sure you got a large yes time? yes i don't know what got into me where i just didn't go get my coffee um you know i was just doing stuff in the house and i'm like I don't, I'll get it later, I'll get it later, and then next thing you know, it's too late to get a coffee, because I'll be up all night, but <sighs> nevertheless, <We're> <laughs> nevertheless, we are here, and um, yeah, we're recording episode four already, I can't believe, I feel like we just started, we're already on episode four, which is amazing. Isn't that amazing? Right, and I'm so excited to get into this episode, part two of Food Addiction, Um, last episode, we gave you the background, the foundation of, you know, where it all started and why we think we eat the way we eat. And this episode, we will be talking about emotions, our emotions, um, and what gets us to that place, why, you know, why we eat the way we eat and, um, how we deal with it. Right. What does an overeating or binging episode look like for us? Right. And like you said, all the emotions that come with it, what brings right. us to that place Right. that we even the- run to food? Exactly. So I think in this episode, we will just be letting you in on our lives, um, you know, giving you an insider of, you know, how we deal with it. Right. Because at the f- episode one, we basically touched on our childhood, what our uh, eating habits looked like as a child as children and you know kind of like I think we touched like teenager right because we even went into like high school and so Mm -hmm. now this is fast forward to what our eating habits look like now and the ramifications of the poor eating habits of our childhood yes and just all of the you know all of the emotions that we go through from the from the very thought that comes into our mind until after we're done you know you know having it um a binging episode and you know where our mind goes after that right. so 
would you like to let the people know what we will be talking about? I think we're going to be today. I think we're going to be touching on self-harm on shame Mm -hmm. and on sin. And wow. The three S's. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I think, I think when people hear the word self-harm, they, well, I know me right away. I think like cutting yourself. Right. Um, and things like that, you never really, at least, again, I can only speak for myself, you don't really associate self-harm with food, but I see it very much like self-harm because when I go into these binge episodes that I go through where I start to overeat, where I've I've been full a long time ago and I'm still eating and I'm just stuffing myself with more food, I feel like I'm inflicting self-harm to my body. Yes, I feel the same exact way. Like I'm abusing it, like I'm punishing it, and I don't know why I'm punishing myself and why I'm treating my body the way I'm treating it. Like it's like it's done something to me. Right. Right. So um just feeding off of that, for me, um, when I inflict self because I use food as a coping mechanism right. for my feelings, um, the way I inflict self-harm would be so a a day for me would be um if I'm having a bad day so you already decided the emotion you know because we have control of our emotions right we have control of our thoughts so I feel like once that's all you know once that's messed up and we've you know let's say we woke up in a bad mood or something happened and we're just letting our emotions get the best of us it's all downhill from there for me. Right. So, um, you know, on most days, most of the time I can say, um, I love my body. I love, you know, I'm starting to love my body and I'm starting to just accept it for what it is and just work on it Mm -hmm. to make it better to the point where, you know, I don't have any issues, but then I have those days where, you know, I'm just having a bad day and then, I feel disgusted with the way my body looks Um, and the way that I deal with that emotion is instead of speaking life into myself, instead of telling myself, um, you know, no, like, it's okay. You're beautiful. You're this, you're that. Like I would on most days, um, I just inflict self-harm by overeating. So I use my body as basically like a garbage disposal and I do it to hurt myself. That's crazy that you uh, associate it with, you associate your body with being at the garbage disposal, that that's how you're treating right. it. And I've always said that I feel like my, I see mine like a garbage bag. And I mean, like a big black con- contractor bag that I'm just like throwing junk in there. Like, I'm like, and then sometimes I just like, I cry at the thought that, wow, like I, that's how I see my body. This body that's supposed to be a temple for God to dwell in, for the Holy Spirit to dwell in, this is his home. And I see it as a big black contractor garbage bag. Right. And And you uh, see it as a garbage disposal. Isn't that so sad? Yes. And the way, the the reason why I say garbage disposal is, um, you know, you're not looking at what you're doing. You don't even care. You're just throwing it in there. Right. Um, And when I have those thoughts where I just, I'm having a bad day, my, my train of thought is all jacked up. 
I inflict self-harm by over, you know, by either overeating or just eating whatever, you know, eating complete junk to not to make myself feel better, but to just, you know, I I basically want to hurt myself on purpose because I'm unhappy with the way that I'm looking or the way that my clothes are fitting or the way that I even see myself when I look in the mirror. And that's not every day, but that's a dangerous way to that's that's dangerous it's just like someone who is you know going through a depression or you know is going through something and cutting themselves makes them feel better um just eating complete junk and not caring about portions or calories or anything at all or even that it's healthy um i that's that's just my coping mechanism and that's dangerous for me personally because I have type 2 diabetes right so I have to keep my sugar under control I have to watch what I eat I can't just eat anything I can't just eat any time of the day like I really have to be on restriction so what are some of the symptoms of like when you overeat as a diabetic like I know like I'm not you know I don't have a I'm not a diabetic or anything but some you know some of the things you get like a stomachache I wake up sick things like that but as a diabetic like what are some of the symptoms is it headaches like what is it so when I have one of those episodes where I just eat complete garbage and I eat really, really late, um, which obviously spikes your sugar right? and your sugar will stay spiked even, you know, I can be, I can still be fasting and won't eat till maybe 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Let's say I ate at, or 11 o'clock at night. If I don't eat anything at all, but just drink water and I check my sugar at 12, 1 o'clock, my sugar is still high. Wow. Um, because, you know. 12, I, 1 like, o'clock, like two hours later or the next? No, afternoon? like the next, yeah, the afternoon. And it's the still next high? Day. Yes. Wow. And um, so not only am I inflicting self-harm because of self-hate towards my body, but it, I'm also putting myself in a dangerous spot. Um, but a symptom for me is... I know autom- like I know my body so well, um, and I've been dealing with type two diabetes for over a year now. So I know when my bo- when my sugar is high, I'll wake up and I'll have like a terrible, terrible, terrible headache, and um, and my body will feel sluggish. Mm. So like I'll wake up and I'll feel very like just he- like really like heavy. As far as, like, I have no energy, you know? Like, you know when you have energy or, like, you've had your coffee, you feel, like, light on your feet. Right. You feel like you can do anything. I don't feel that way. It's very hard for me to get up in the morning. I have, like, I have, like, such a terrible migraine headache. I can't bear, like, you know, my eyes, I can't barely see. Like, my vision is very blurry. Right. And, um... And having coffee probably just makes it worse because now you're putting sugar in your coffee too, right? Exactly. Exactly. So... Sometimes, you know, having, feeling, you know, it, there's so many things that come after that. So like, I, you know, I'm feeling a type of way I'm inflicting self-harm with food. I'm overeating. I'm eating junk. I wake up with a headache and now my body is not cooperating the way I want it to. And now I can't even have coffee because that's just going to put me back right back into a terrible state. Right. And, you know, then all I'm going to crave is sugar. And I'm going to do it all, even though if I'm not having those emotions where I feel like overeating, I'm going to still kind of go towards the sugar route, 
you know, something sweet um, or, you know, a dessert or whatever. Right. Um, to, to make up for that craving that I have. Right. So it's just, it's a terrible mess, basically. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm not yeah. diabetic, but, you know, some of my symptoms I, is I wake up. I wake up very constipated, very bloated. I have bad stomach pains, like cramps. Um, I get nauseous. I'm just completely sick, and I have to fast. Like, I can't bear to put anything in my stomach after having a binge night or, you know, just overeating. Like, I had too much food for dinner. I wake up so sick, and I just cannot put anything else in my mouth um, the next day for, like, hours. Um and so I wonder, you know, if we know and I and, and if we know that we're going to go through all this and how we're going to feel in the morning, I wonder why do we keep doing it? Like, we know we're going to be sick in the morning. Like, we just know, like, you know, your sugar is going to be spiked. You know, you won't be able to even enjoy your morning coffee. I know I won't be able to have anything in the morning because I'm going to feel so sick from everything I put into my body the night before. Like, and we'll still do it. Like, in the moment, you're like, I don't care. Right. Like, I just don't even care. Like, I want this and I want this now and I'm not going to deprive myself and I'm going to have it. And I don't care if I get sick. You know, it's crazy how, like, we we just don't care about the risks and the consequences behind it. Exactly. And I think that's just because it's a habit. It's, it's something, food is the first thing that we see. It's the first thing, it's the easiest thing that we have access to. And it's just something that we enjoy. And it's temporary so, relief. That, exactly. Like the drug. Like, any drug or alcohol, when people don't want to deal with life, when people mm-hmm. don't want to deal with the emotions they're going through, what do they usually say? Drug addicts usually say that they do it because they, they don't want to feel. They want right. to numb themselves. And right. so even if they know they're going to get sick later, they don't care. Right now, in this moment, I'm hurting. I don't want to deal with life. And right. I need to numb this with something. Except they might shoot themselves up with something or pop some pills. And we're using food as the same thing. It's it's a, exactly. such a vicious cycle. It is. And it's, it's such a bad habit because we um, have used food as a coping mechanism. Right. It's something that, okay... You know, because there has been times where literally I've been in a bad mood, like I'm having a bad day or I've had a, you know, I, you know, a thought, it always starts with a thought and, you know, I can get worried or anxious about something. And even me and you have spoke about this, you know, when you just feel like you're out of place, like, you know, you have your good days where you just feel like, okay, I'm going to push through, I'm doing what I have to do, I'm, I'm making it. And, you know, it's so positive because you're trusting and believing um, in yourself and God. And then you have those days where you don't feel like you're doing, you know, enough. Right. Or you feel like you're not, like you said before, you know, in the conversation that we had before recording, you feel like you, um, like, you, you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. As far, Not only you, just me, me too, like both of us. Yeah, you and, um comings and right and right and I get anxious and I'll have those times where I'll go eat you know I'll have a craving for something 
my favorite things are falafels. Like, those are my favorite foods. You my know favorite... it's crazy. Every time I go to the freaking <laughs> supermarket and I see falafels, I think about you now. <laughs> right? I love falafels. They're my, they're my comfort food. That's my number one, you know, lately is my comfort food. Um, and if I'm having, man, if I'm having a bad day, I just go over to the falafel. And not every time I'm there, I'm having a bad day. But sometimes when I'm just, ha- I'm like, oh, I, I want a falafel. And the moment I take a bite of it, it's like all my problems go away. It's crazy, I don't right? even that think instant I, gratification. Right. I don't even think about it. Um, I don't worry about it. I'm no longer anxious. Um, and that's crazy. And I feel like that's just a bad habit because we don't, we haven't explored and try to f- and venture out and figure other things that we can use as a coping mechanism. Right. And because obviously we need food. Right. that we we run to the first thing and that's just i mm. think um i wonder um if do you ever cuz i know for me i do do you ever associate your food addiction and your struggle with food with your um your life as a christian your walk with christ because i know for me personally i feel like that's another thing i feel like when I struggle with food, that means I'm not right with God. Oh, you slipped because you're not in the word enough. You slipped because you're not praying enough. If you were so close to God, you wouldn't be using food. You wouldn't be struggling with food the way you struggle if you had this crazy relation- tight relationship with God. Do you ever feel like that? Um, I have to think about that because... Like I've mentioned to you before in private conversations, um, I never looked at my overeating as, even though I punished myself or I'm an emotional eater and I eat to relieve myself from whatever I'm feeling, I've never felt like that was a sin towards God. Like I never, I never felt like he looked at me a different way because of the, because of what I was struggling with or. Right. You know, and because we, me and you have had those conversations in private mm-hmm. and you've enlightened me on certain things and even your views on the way that you see it, it, it's brought me to a place where I start to think about it like, oh, shoot, like I am bringing harm to my right. body and I'm supposed to honor God with my, with this body. So maybe I should, um, you know, think about that more, but I, ne- I, I think that I, I a food addiction is a selfish act. Right. And for me personally, I have never thought about God or how it would, you know, how I'm supposed to be treating my body or if I'm being offensive to him in any way because of it. Um, but I also do feel like when I'm, I can say, even though I still need to process it and really bring myself to that place, um, I can say that I eat the way that I eat and I allow my emotions to get the best of me. So I end up using it, um, as a tool, food as a tool to deal because I have those days where I'm not pressing into God the way I know I'm supposed to, right. like instead of running to God and praying or running to my word and reading a scripture 
that is going to help me deal with it. I just take the easy way, you know, I take the easy route. So I don't even try to be honest with you. I don't. Right. And it's crazy because the book that I recommended in uh, Food Addiction Part 1, Made to Crave is the name of the book. The subtitle is Satisfying Your Deepest Desire with God, Not Food. Now, I have two things I'd like to share. I honestly don't know if this is the enemy that has been... Uh, putting these thoughts in my head or I don't I don't know where they're coming from but Mm -hmm. I've begun to associate my food struggle with being a bad Christian um with being a sinner with okay um yeah you you know you're not committing these other sins like you know you're not you're not shocking you're not getting drunk you're not you're not stealing, you're not, you know, you're not committing these other sins, but what do you think that what you're doing is not a sin? And so, um, something, you know, with an alcoholic, you can, um, smell their breath or you just smell it on them. Mm-hmm. Food addiction, you could see it on them. You know, when you see a heavy person, you associate them with having a food problem. Right. And so now, you know, lately, I don't know why. And I've been trying, I've been trying to, you know, I've been praying to God to get these thoughts out of my head. I've been associating heavy Christians with having um, a bad, uh, I don't even know how to word it. And I, f- I feel like I sound so terrible saying it out loud. Like a bad eating habit? I am a, like, they're, I see them like, you don't have it all the way together. Like if I see a heavy person on an altar, preaching singing or anything like how can this person be so anointed or have this position and they're so heavy that means they're struggling they like they they, they're struggling and if they have this amazing relationship with god if they have this close walk with god then they wouldn't be struggling and i see myself as one of those christians that when people see me they Mm -hmm. see somebody that doesn't have it all the way together and yes i know we don't all have it all the way together right but lord how can i have this annoying thing on me and i can't even get this area of my life together so do you think that you you are um because you feel that way about yourself um or you think that other people see you that way you are projecting your fears and you don't really see those people in that way, but you feel because maybe people see me that way, I'm allowing myself to see them that way. Well, I've begun to see them that way and I've begun to see, and it's, it's almost like I'm judging, I'm judging myself and I'm judging Mm -hmm. them. I'm putting myself in that circle. I am saying you, you know, you're, you're a heavy Christian and you have this crazy ministry, but how, because you're, you can't even get this a handle on your food struggle. And I'm one of you guys because I'm there too. So how are we like, how are, how can we, how can God use us if we're like, we're sinning behind closed doors with this food because gluttony is a sin in the Bible. Right. And, um, and I've been asking God lately, get those thoughts out of my head. I'm judging myself. Mm-hmm. I'm judging these other people. I don't know what, you know, it's crazy. Like you'll see, I'll see a heavy Christian and I'm like, 
like my spirit also tells me when I start saying those, when I start thinking those things, my spirit also mm-hmm. tells me, but you don't know if they're working on it right now. Right. You're right. working on it right now. Right. Right. And, um, or you don't know if they, they're dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with. Um, and it can also be, uh, in a health issue. You know what I'm saying? Being, I feel like being overweight doesn't only, so, I mean, it can, associate with you know having food addiction having problems with um overeating and and not being healthy and not exercising and so on and so forth but it can also be like a thyroid problem or it can be something and i say that too i'm like maybe they got a thyroid problem right it's an internal battle that is right 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 exactly and it can it can honestly be anything um so maybe they are working out and they're having a hard time um you know, speeding up their metabolism or whatever it is. Um, as far as, you know, them personally, like you're judging yourself. So you automatically bring yourself to like, I feel like it's when you start noticing things about yourself, Mm -hmm. you start, you start seeing them in other people. Like that's the one thing that catches your eye. Right. Um, when you start dealing within yourself, because honestly, it can literally be anything. It doesn't have to be um, a food addiction or even they have a problem with food. It can just totally just be health issues. Right. And I think that's, it's, that's it's, why it's I think that's the enemy. Them. That's in right. my head. It's stopping them from coming into a place of healthiness and bringing their body um, to a healthy place because they have, you know, X, Y, and Z right. issue. Um, so and yeah, that it's, just it's, started coming into my mind recently and I've been right. struggling with that and I've been asking God to help me with this that I don't want right. those thoughts in my head about myself or about anybody else I never right. ever I I come from a family that everybody's heavy I never want right. to see nobody in that light and right. it's just crazy and I never associated my struggle with food with um, God or it being a sin but then right. I'll I'll read scriptures like, and I have one open right now. Um, there's a lot, of, there's a few scriptures on gluttony, but there's one um, that always strikes a chord, a nerve with me when I read it. And it's Proverbs 23, um, 20. And it reads, do not associate with wine bibbers, be not among them, nor among gluttonous eaters of meat. And I'm like, Lord, that's me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lord, I'm a glutton. Right. Help me. And that's that's so funny that you say that because I've never seen myself in that way. I've always just said, Oh, this is me. This is who I you know, this is this is what I do, this is what I use. And even now I think it's so it says a lot, um, that I'm even comfortable enough right to um even though I get nervous and I get anxious behind the scenes, but once you know once the once we start recording I I've become comfortable with speaking about it because I no longer want to keep it in hiding. I don't want to um, bring myself to a place. You know what I'm like? The saying goes, tell the truth and shame the devil. You know, the devil thrives on um, secrets and that's where he keeps us bound. So I feel like even us talking about it brings us both into a place of being free and breaking those chains where we can be able. And I feel like the more, we talk about it to each other. We talk about it on the podcast and we start dealing with ourselves. All of those 
um, negative thoughts that we have in our minds of ourselves or of, you know, projecting our insecurities onto other people or our fears or whatever it is will be silenced because then God will let us know what he thinks about us. And that's what's the most important part. You know what I'm saying? And I love that you said that because when you speak and you confess what you're going through and you're no longer suffering in silence. Right. And no matter how ugly your thoughts are right right now, Mm -hmm. what I just said about how I see big Christians and me as a big Christian, that sounded so horrible and nasty. But when I say those things out loud, even the ugliest, deepest, darkest thoughts that that are going through my head, it, it weakens it. Exactly. It weakens the enemy. Lord, right. I mean, it's, it's like, and like Satan, you don't have that over me anymore. I already said it out loud. Power. Right. You don't have that exactly. power over me. Those things that you've been saying right. in my head, I said them out loud. Guess what? Right. Now what do you have to say? Exactly. And now- that's, that's powerful because a lot of people wouldn't, they wouldn't ever let anyone know um, their thought process and what they're thinking. Um, and it's, I think that it's so much, it's it's powerful for you to say it for you um, because now you can't be taunted with those thoughts anymore. Right. So I think that's so amazing and that's so powerful that you even mentioned it because now you won't have that vibe. You know, God will start to deal with you. That's and the part thoughts, that I love. Right. When, God, when, I, when I confess and, I, and I'm honest, that's when he's able to work in me. Right. I love that you just said that because it's so true. And something else I'd like to add is since we mentioned self-harm and we mentioned sin, I'd like to say that, you know, after we go through, well, after I go through these things, I start condemning myself. Right. I didn't even write that in my notes, but right now I feel like I have to say that I start condemning myself. And that's Romans, what, eight, I think. There's no condemnation now or something mm-hmm. like that. I know it's in the book of Romans and, you know, now... Basically, in that scripture, the Lord is saying, okay, that's it. You confessed, you confessed your sins. You repented. I forgive you. I forgot about it. Now it's time for you to forget about it. Let's move forward. Let's do better. Let's try better. Let's, oh, yeah. I have it right here. There, um, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Jesus Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Exactly. I love that scripture because when I go through these emotions, after I feel the guilt of even thinking thoughts like that, the guilt of overeating, the guilt of binging, the guilt of feeling, I'm now I'm sick, ill, yuck, because I just punished my body. I see my body as a garbage bag. I start to condemn myself and I have mm-hmm. to take those thoughts to God and 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 when I go through, like, when I, those thoughts start to come, I have to take, that's another verse, you know, take your thoughts captive and into the submission mm-hmm. of Christ. Right. Right. I actually want to get into shame for myself, but I want to go back to, um, um, back to self-harm because I wanted you to let um, the listeners know a little bit more about what brings you into that place. Like, I kind of mentioned it a little bit. Um, and I know I kind of added you in there, but I didn't, you know, you didn't get a chance to, um, elaborate on that as far as what brings you to that place, as far as even wanting to overeat in the first place where you have those bad days. Oh, I think you you can elaborate. I think you pretty much touched on how I feel, um, and probably said as much as I wanted to share, but I guess, um, 
Like when you said when you have those bad days where you feel okay, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, <clears throat> all right. So for me, what a bad day would look like would be, um, okay. So waking up and like you said, waking up in a bad mood or um, having a fight with my nine year old, and then feeling the guilt of you know I'm a horrible mother. Or um, maybe I wasn't so nice to my husband and now I feel like uh, people don't know my background um, about like anger issues. And that's something that the Lord has been working on me for a long time. And I've, I've come such a long way, but sometimes I have these episodes that I explode on the people I love and then I feel guilt afterwards and then I start to punish myself with food. Same. So that is a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. that's a big thing for me that takes me to food instead of running to God I run to food mm-hmm. um, and decide I'm, now I have to punish myself because I'm a horrible person and I even I even remember telling you I, I texted you not too long ago when I had a fight with my daughter Lisa I'm scum like I was not only do I harm myself with food but I, I, I say the most meanest things to myself and it's fun right. and and i don't know if you've heard this saying but they say speak to yourself the way you would to a best friend mm-hmm. would i ever call you scum would i ever mm-hmm. tell you you're a horrible mother right. would i ever tell you you're never gonna change would i tell you that this is just you this is who you are so just accept it i would never and so that's a an, um, that's amazing advice whoever came up with that you know speak uh speak to to yourself the way you would to a best friend um right. And so a lot of the times that's, that's what drives me to it. You know, I feel guilty about something that I did or how I've exploded or, you know, sometimes I think about my shortcomings in life, things I didn't, I didn't do or things I haven't done, or I'm not as far in life as I wish I would be, you know, thoughts like that. It's just thoughts that, you know, go into my mind. And then instead of taking it into the submit, right. Right, <laughs> to the exactly. submission of Christ, taking my thoughts into the submission of Christ, I go to food, I run to food, and right. it pisses me off afterwards because I always, before, when I'm not going through those um, emotions, when I'm doing good, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm a good day, and I, yeah, I'm doing good, I'm in the word, I always say, okay, Lodi, when you feel like you're about to go and self-harm with food. When you feel like you're about to go on a binge episode, when you feel like you're about to overeat, this is what, right. this is the prayer you're going to pray. I have like mm-hmm. cue cards and right. I never use them. That goes out the window mm-hmm. when I'm in the moment. Right. I, and like you told me before, the word, um, like what, what you, you know, what you tell your, what the thought that comes into your mind is like you told me, I just need that hit. Right. Like I just need that instant um gratification like you said right. to make me feel good and then I'll go to God right you know? when it should be the other way around exactly. like let me go to God first let me press into and and obviously I know because you you know obviously you told me that but I go through the same exact thing right. and then I get mad at myself because I'm like dang I should have brought it to God in the first place exactly but instead I just need it like I said you know we we're, we're joking and laughing and playing, but me driving because the falafel place is not close to me. Driving all the way to the falafel, we'll go out you, of our way. Right, right, I will literally go out of my way. I will now. I'm the type of person where I don't like um, 
I like those easy, you know, you pull up either through the drive-thru or the, the parking pull-up. Oh, yes. And it's Our easy. Favorite. No, this falafel place is on a busy street. And I will literally spend a half hour, 45 minutes looking for parking. Yep. Looking for parking, knowing that I hate it, but I'm just like, I have to get, I will literally wait, you know, 20 minutes for a parking space to become available. Pay for the parking because you have to pay for parking. Go stand in the line and it's a long line out the door. I will literally stand there patiently. Now, I don't have any patience and it's so crazy that now I'm talking about it. When we are going through the things that are not good for us, Mm -hmm. um, which brings me to my quote that I'll share later, the enemy will literally make the path for you to become it, you know, to make, like, I don't have patience for anything else. If I'm anywhere else, let's say I'm terribly sick and I, I go to an urgent care. My patience, once it's like 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, all right, I'm leaving. Knowing that I'm sick, knowing I need to be seen to be, you know, to be better, I'll lose my patience. Like, oh, I'm not waiting in this waiting room anymore. Mm-hmm. But I will literally wait for parking, pay for parking, wait, pa- wait patiently in the line, a long line. Oh, yeah. To get you it. get very determined. Yep. Right. It's like all of a sudden I'm just like putting all of my energy into this. I am just like you. I only do drive throughs My fat ass is not going to get out of the car. <laughs> I'm not about to like, no, right. we're not doing that. But let it be something right. I want. I, it's funny you say that because the town I used to live in, um, I at this at this time I was still eating meat and every time I would drive I was driving almost every day to White Castle that's 50 minutes away from that house that I was living in just to get my number two my double cheeseburger with fries and cheese and all this stuff and I was doing that like maybe three four times a week and on the other two or three days that I that I wasn't driving to White Castle I would drive a half hour to Domino's that was the nearest Domino's to get a whole entire pie and all and those places you well Domino's you have to get out look for parking it looked at a like a shady area do you think I came I was gonna get cut or killed (laughs) I wanted my pie (laughs) exactly I wanted my pie and and the thing about me is that for me I get very anxious like when there's a lot like a large crowd of people you don't even have anxiety when you want your food when I am standing in the middle of 10 people in front of me, 10 people behind me, I am the most chilled, calm person. I put my headphones, I'll listen to music, yes. I'll keep myself busy on my phone. I'll do, I am calm. There's no worry in the world. I'm not thinking about anything. Mm-mm. I'm not anxious. Because you're anything. about to I'm... get your falafels, girl. You don't right. care about nothing. Right. And it's crazy. Like, I will literally jump through fire. And go through whatever I have to go through to make sure that I get that hit. To make sure that I'm, you know, I'm fulfilling what I, what I desire, which is crazy. That is crazy. That no is other so crazy. time. No other time. You'll catch me waiting for anything. Never. I'm the most impatient person. I'm the um, same way. It's. So I'm crazy. not even driven to do anything. The things that I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> Like, when I go pick up my daughter and I got to park a little bit further away from my normal parking spot, I'm cursing, like, I'm cursing, and I'm mad, and I'm angry, like, oh, my God, I got to walk a, you know, a couple of more steps because I had to park further away. Meanwhile, girl, you just waited 45 minutes for parking and paid for the parking. Yes, that's crazy. the food. Yo, I can relate on so so many levels with that. 
crazy. <laughs> well, I have a question. <clears throat> right. Well, this is okay. Well, first I'll tell you how I feel, and then I guess um, I'll ask you if you feel the same way or if you can relate after. Okay. All right. So you know, sometimes you just feel like, well, I just feel like, um, why, you know, why me? Why do I struggle with this? Why, mm-hmm. why couldn't you give me a different struggle, God? Right. Um, why it had to be food? Why it had to be something that, that like you gain weight? <laughs> like, right? Like who? What woman wants to be fat? Like. Right lord why and then it's like so then like what did you want to exchange it for to be an alcoholic to be a drug addict to maybe have cancer to what did you want and so to be promiscuous because that's so yeah to be promiscuous like what did you want what do you want to exchange this for exactly and so um i sometimes when um i really just take a moment to look at my struggle from a different perspective. This is the perspective I see it from. I believe that my food addiction, when I'm looking at it from this other perspective, isn't a curse, but the very thing that God uses to keep me going back to him. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously trying to fill a void with food and not God. Mm, powerful void if i can run to food and not have consequences if i can run to food and not gain an an ounce right or feel sick or get heart disease or whatever it is or diabetes or diabetes why would i ever go to god right why would i go to god right now food addiction is my biggest struggle i yes i struggle with other things i have other areas i struggle with but right Right. now food is what consumes me food is my biggest struggle in in my life if i could run to food and not gain an ounce i have to be honest with myself why would i even go to god right i believe that god uses my food addiction to 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 depend on him to run to him because what like you said earlier you know, instead of after we're done with all the guilt, the shame, the self-harm, then that's when we go to God, right or wrong. Right, right. Exactly. That's what keeps us going back to him. Mm-hmm. We don't go to him when we should. Right. But eventually we do. But eventually this addiction brings us back to right because back, we back on our knees back you know back in the place that we're supposed to be right and that's right. why i was if you guys follow me on instagram i that's why i put i was you know singing that song touch the sky here i am lord back at your feet again right i'm ready to surrender again right because being a Christian, it's daily renewal, daily mm-hmm. surrender, daily taking right. up your cross. It's not right. a, okay, I pray, Lord, that you get me through the week with, with, with my food struggle, and now you're covered for the week under God's, nope. under God's blood. Nope. Right. You yep. have to bring your struggle to God daily. Yep. Multiple times a day. Every right. time you have a temptation. Right. That's 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 true so and it's, my um, question is do you sometimes see your addiction or well i i don't know if you're ready to say that if <laughs> it's an addiction right. but do you see your food struggle as something god uses to bring him back to bring you back um okay i'm going to be honest 
um, um, okay, let me, um, say this in the right way. Do I use my food addiction to bring me back to God? No, does God use your food addiction to keep you coming back to him? To make you realize that you cannot fill a void with anything. No food in this world, no falafel in this world <laughs> is going to fill that void that you feel in those moments. Do you think um, God uses your addiction? Do I think God To keep you addiction? coming back to him. To make you realize that you can't depend on yourself or food. Okay. Um, if I'm completely honest, which I am going to be, I know. I, I do think that now because I'm letting my secret out, because I'm no longer being private about it, right. he will start to do that work in me. Okay. Um, so because I don't notice, you know, I've become so in love. It's kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. You start to feel that trust and affection towards the thing the person that's keeping you hostage right you you know that the person you know okay let's say kidnapped you and and that was a wrong act right and you don't belong to them but now you start to feel feelings of trust and affection towards that you start that person starts to gain your trust right that's the way it's been for food for me okay um i don't think that god um, I do think that he's starting to do now that I've talked about it more now that I've put it out there in the open now that I'm putting it out there into the into the world um, that I've even felt comfortable enough to speak to you about it right um, I do believe that he has begun the work in me to be able to deal with those things right um, but no I've felt I've become so entangled with um you know, my love for food and how it makes me feel and what it does for me. Right. That I don't think that God, that I've allowed God. I I don't think that God has started that with me because I haven't even surrendered it to him. Mm, that's so powerful. Right. I don't, I feel like it's a Stockholm syndrome. I feel like it's like, I trust you. Like, you're not going to hurt me. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, and I'm talking about food now, of course. Um, you're not going to hurt me. I need food. I'm so there's proud no, of you. Can I just say I'm right. so proud of you? Because I know that's something big to confess. Right. No, I haven't, I haven't given this to God. This is one thing no. I haven't surrendered yet. No, I don't. Like, you right. just saying that. Like, I'm so proud of you. Wow. Thank you. And that's honest. I wasn't even planning to say that's that. That's so amazing. I wasn't, even, I wasn't even planning to confess to in, in public that it's like a Stockholm syndrome. I've, I've gotten, you know, I've, I have this affection and this trust towards food because I'm like, I know that I need it. No, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, if I miss it today, I'm going to do better tomorrow. It's not that serious. It's okay. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. It's like, it's like, still you know, in, in denial per- phase, right? A person in, um, in an abusive relationship, oh, he just hit me because he was mad. Yes, you know, um, mm-hmm. he just he just cursed me out and you know, um, called me out my name because I pissed him off. Right, you know. Wow. But tomorrow, tomorrow we're gonna have a better day. Mm. You know, what I mean? I I'm the same exact way with food. Like it's okay. Like Lisa, it's alright. You messed up today, and as you know, I always say that to you. Mm-hmm. 
I always be like, you. It's okay. Let me tell you something. Lisa like, is not the person like, to text when you're going right. through. I'd be like, YOLO, like. You only live once, girl. Eat that thing. And I'd be like, Lisa, no, that's not what I needed to hear. (laughs) And usually, and usually, and this goes again with the scripture I'm going to share later um, in the podcast, but I'm just like, girl, like, you all right? Eat it. When I let my, you know, my flesh take over, and she'll know, you'll know it. Mm -hmm. You'll know it. Mm -hmm. When I take my flesh take over, I'm like, girl, YOLO, like, do what you got to do, and tomorrow is another day. But when she really, really is really struggling, when you're really struggling and you're really going through it, and I feel that through the text or I feel that through the phone call, then I allow, you know what I'm saying? Then my spirit speaks to you like, no, you shouldn't do it. Right. No, don't don't inflict that self-harm on you. It's funny um, that you say that because me and Lisa already know when the friend is talking or when the right. battle buddy's talking. Right. The friend right. is just your is just regular friend. It's like, yes, girl, yes, do it. And then the <laughs> battle buddy gets all spiritual because your battle buddy is your and spiritual yeah, is your spiritual yes. best friend that God's mm-hmm. appointed. Um mm-hmm. So we always know through the text which one we're getting <laughs> from each other. Right. From each other. And people people usually will can say like how you know, Texas can be very very confusing. Like oh, you don't really know you can't really see the emotion through the text. We are so in tune with each other. We yes, we are so are yeah, yeah, we're so in tune with each other, with God and just like intertwined in our friendship. And you know, that we have that I'm like, okay, she like she's serious about this. All right, no, now it's not time to play right. around. It's time to be serious. Um, but yeah, that's that I I don't think just to go back and answer your question, no. Um You don't think I don't think right? I, I do there are other plenty of other things that I struggle with that I do know that God uses to bring me back to him mm-hmm. or has taken away from me completely mm-hmm. not even not even say okay lisa surrender this to me we're gonna work on it together no like completely have taken away from me right so i can only see myself going to him and it's crazy because that's how i live my life now that's how i've begun to live my life once i literally have surrendered everything but it's so funny um that even when you feel like you've surrendered everything it's you really haven't mm. because like i said i you know it's a it's a it's a, it's a habit that i've created for myself mm-hmm. so it's something that i use forever to fill the void right so now because i don't see it as a problem now god is not going to impose himself onto you he's not going to impose himself i always say god is a gentleman he knocks on the door right. but you have to open it right. he's not going to so, barge in Exactly. So I can truly say that God does use and has uses and continue to use other things, other areas in my life to keep me near him and to keep me coming back to him and to keep him first. But this one thing, um, and I feel like even after today, after this podcast, I won't be the same because now I'm aware of it and now I can bring it to him. Mm. Um, but it's like I said, it's a habit I've created. It's a void I've been feeling forever. So I've become so comfortable with it where I'm like, God, you can have everything else, but not this. I'm good right here. Right. Like I'm good with this part, you know, and you feel like you're giving God total control, but you're really not. And that can go right back to what, 
um, we were talking, you know, our conversation yesterday where, you know, um, God was speaking through us for each other. And I'm like, I thought I let that pride go. I thought I gave it all to God. And you're like, no, you didn't, girl. No, you didn't. That was such an amazing conversation (laughs) that we both needed. Right. And, um, you know, sometimes you feel like you've given it all to God, but you've be- you don't realize that you've become so you've become so comfortable with this one thing, right? That you feel like it's alright. I got this. I got this, and you don't got it. Right. And you I'd like to it. I'd like to say something. I know we're talking about food addiction, but mm-hmm. this can be for so many things. The you yes. you know the thing in your life that you struggle with that. God can totally use to make you depend on him and run back to him and not rely on your own understanding and your own strength. Like right now I have two people in my life. One, I don't even know personally, you guys know, well, if you follow me on Instagram, you guys know that I like to pray over people. I ask if you know, if you have prayer requests and I have somebody right now that they're going, they're battling depression and starvation. They don't, it's, they're at the opposite end of the spectrum from us. We are mm-hmm. addicted to food. They don't even want to eat. Right. And, you know, this person, you know, wrote to me, Loli, I'm already at, I'm, I'm at 80 pounds right now. Wow. I have to force myself to eat. And I just want to let everybody know that whoever, everybody that's listening right now, mm-hmm. this, yes, the title is food addiction, but you know your struggle. And I want to let you know right now, that God can use that to make you depend on him. And then you can use that as your uh, spiritual journey, as a spiritual journey. Right now, food addiction for me has become a spiritual journey. I've said it in my video for food addiction on my YouTube channel. I've said it plenty of times on Insta stories. My weight loss journey, my food addiction struggle, this is, is so much more to me than pounds. Right. For me, this is a spiritual journey. God is using this. That's why sometimes I have to just look at it from the perspective. It's not a curse. It's almost, right. and this is weird to say, it's almost like a blessing. This, right. God is using this in my life. I know that by the time I'm, he's through with me, I, we're, our relationship is going to be on such a crazy level right. because I'm allowing him to work in me and yes I struggle yes I'm food uh, you know I am addicted to food but I've surrendered to him and you know surrender again is not a one-shot thing every day I have to bring this to him yeah every day I have to bring this to the cross every day I have to pray Lord give me the strength today Lord please help me to walk away from this whatever it is right the cookie the 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 empanada the right. Lord, please help me to stop at two. <laughs> right. I don't want to eat that's, ten today. That's real. That's real because you know a lot of people might think of it like, oh, it's just a piece of cake. It's just a cookie. No, it's way more. When you are addicted to food, when you use food as a coping mechanism, as a tool um, to fix something in your life, it's not just a cookie. No, it's not. It's because an addiction. One it's co- a sickness. One cookie goes into a whole row of cookies. Right. Next thing you know, you've eaten the whole thing of cookies, and you don't even you you don't even notice it. Right. And let me tell you, right. that's that's um okay, just one cookie. Um, that's compromise and compromise on top of compromise right. on top of compromise. 
leads mm-hmm. to disaster That's because right. today is one cookie tomorrow right. is five bags of big chips exactly like oh it's just this one time next thing you know tomorrow you see yourself eating two slices of cake oh it, i'll do better to, well for me i'll be like i'll do i'm just eating it just today today it's not gonna be tomorrow next thing you know i'm eating it tomorrow and more of it right because i'm like you know, and all of that adds up. And yes. you know, you know yourself. You, right. Lisa, you know that if falafels is your weakness, you know yeah. that you're not going to stop at two or three. Right. You know that. For me... No, I've... Yeah. There's been times I haven't had it in maybe like, I would say like two weeks, maybe. Because you know you're weeks. not ready. You know in your right. heart of hearts that you're not ready, that you can't right. walk away after just two. But no, there have been... I haven't had it in two or three weeks. And honestly, I think it's because I've eaten it so much like for like maybe before that um for the last two months before that I was eating it every day or every other day so right yeah but let me tell you you know when you don't compromise you know people see it as deprivation and I Mm -hmm. saw this like that I saw it like that for a long time no I'm not gonna deprive myself because then I'm just gonna throw it all away because if I feel deprived that's it it's a wrap but right. no, you have to come to terms with Loli, one day you'll be able to eat that and stop at two. Today, right. you're not there. Today, right. you're not strong enough. Therefore, and that's confessing it, right? Exactly. Therefore, you have to walk away from it. Do you know that that's starving tempta- temptation? Once right. you compromise, you fed temptation. And temptation does not do very well at starving. You have right. to keep feeding it. Right. Um, and I think that's like so big and I don't, and you know, I have a scripture and a prayer for temptation. And I guess at some point I'll let, you know, I'll let Lisa share everything she wants to share. And, um, I'd like to wrap it up with that, um, scripture and that prayer. Um, I think before we actually, um, finish up this topic, I can just go into the shame part. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. We actually, no, 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 you're good. We actually, um, you know, I went all the way back. Mm-hmm. So we worked our way. We worked our way. I totally forward. forgot. I was... No, no, no. It's okay. I actually would never have remembered if I didn't circle it in my notes. Okay. <laughs> um, so as far as shame for me, um, obviously, I think shame um, comes after, um, you know, it's done. Mm-hmm. After I've done what I had to do, I'll feel shameful. Um but I, it's, there's no gray area with me. Um, and that's a terrible thing. That's a terrible way to be. Um, it's either all black or all white with me. So I'll either feel no shame and be like, oh, you'll be good tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and not recognize what I'm doing so I can do better. Or I just feel completely like crap. And um, then I just keep overeating. Like, you know, so I think the shame... For me, shame in on this topic is um, keeping it a secret. Mm. Yeah, I think that it doesn't really have to do with food. Because like I said, I have not surrendered it to God yet. I have not said, I'll, you know, I have not said this is a problem. I want to fix it. Mm-hmm. And to be quite honest, I'm going to throw in there. Um, I have not surrendered the things I've surrendered to God is because I looked at it as a problem. It's something that's keeping me back from something. It's something that I'm struggling with. But I am so, like I said before, I am so in love with the way that it makes me feel and the things that it's done for me. And it's been there for me. 
um, I'm, I'm not ready to, I mean, I do feel like now, you know, I have to bring it to God, obviously to help me with it. Right. So I don't keep digging myself deeper into the hole, but, um, I don't see it as a, pro- I don't see it as a problem. So with the food, I'm not really shameful about the food necessarily, but my shame comes from keeping it a secret, being secretive, being private about it, not letting anyone know about it. Um, actually, I don't think anyone in my family knows that I have this problem. Um, a lot of people for you, this is their first, right. when they listen to this, yeah, this is their, it would be, yeah, yeah, it would be their first time. Cause I'm so private. I mean, Besides sharing it on the podcast, the only other person that knows in the entire world is you. Right. Um, so, yeah, the shame for me, I think shame for me means letting it go. Like, it's not a bad thing. Mm. You're not the only one who goes through it. You're not the only one who um, is feeling a type of way, pulls up to the drive through and sits in the parking lot, eats it, and then throws the bag away. Um, so no one knows that you ate it right? because you don't want anyone to know that you ate it in case you're going to eat again. Right. You know what I'm saying? You say things to yourself to not allow yourself to feel shame is basically what you're saying. Exactly. Um, because, and that's only because I feel like, and when I, when I say my scripture, it'll obviously tie in. Um, but I feel like I got this. I'm in control of it. I, it's cool because it has made me feel like we have a, you know, you got me mm. type of thing. You got me. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hurt me. Um, and that's why I related it to Stockholm Syndrome, because obviously the person that makes you feel this way is not good for you, is deceiving you. And yet you've gained this trust for it because you, you feel comfortable. And that's what food has been for me. Right. It may it it's not I'm always like it's not a bad thing. I need food to survive. How am I gonna survive without food? Mm. Um, not knowing that I'm not, you know, I'm not living I'm not eating to live, I'm living to eat. Mm. Which is terrible. So I feel like I'm letting go of shame as far as keeping it a secret, um, not fe- feeling like I'm the only person that's going through it. No one else knows what I feel. No one else knows why I do the things that I do. And I, like you said in the beginning and throughout the podcast, I do truly feel that at least one person will hear this and no longer feel like they're alone and feel that shame of, you know, this is only my problem um, when there's millions of people who go through this. Absolutely. And that so. is going to tie in really well for my part in shame. Because mm-hmm. for me, shame is, again, going back to... I've recently just started relating it to um, if I go through a binge episode or I overeat or I punish or I inflict self-harm with food, I just associate it to I'm a bad Christian. And right. so shame, um, that's, you know, that's when shame comes in. I feel like, well, now I can't even show my face on Instagram. And just for those that don't know me, don't follow me on Instagram. Just a little background. I like to go on Instagram. I like to share the things that God puts on my heart. I like to share messages he puts on my heart. You can plug your Instagram so they could know. Um, <laughs> no, because I, I, I got to remember that a lot of people don't know me. So I have to like, because they're going to be like, what are you talking about, girl? Because what I was going to say is my shame doesn't allow me to get on Instagram. Mm. My shame says 
okay well guess what don't you better not even show your face girl how dare you even try to give a word to anybody when right now mm-hmm. you're sinning i just it's lately food i've been associating it to sin and being a bad mm-hmm. christian and i really need god to help me in this area I don't ever want to see it. Like, I don't want to demonize food and mm-hmm. I don't want food to define my walk with Christ. Right. You know, that's the enemy in my head. But then the Lord comes in and he's like, girl, you better get on that Instagram and you better speak the word I put in your mouth. And do right. you not know there's no reason to be shamed? Because right. as you, he says, Get on, be honest, and tell them that you actually, tell them about last night. Tell them mm. about that binge. Tell them right. about all the feelings you're feeling. And um, that's, that's something a lot of people cannot do. That's something that every time I do it, people DM me, Loli, thanks for being so raw, so vulnerable. The way you just put yourself out there, the way you cry on Instagram, the way you're so honest with us. Girl, guys, that's not that's not me. That's God. God right. tells me to do that because He says you think that this is being that every time you have an episode, you're sinning, you're being a bad Christian, um, and you don't even know that, you know, when you get back, when you get on Instagram and you confess what you're doing, and mm-hmm. your shame, you're freeing somebody. Your journey exactly. is freeing somebody. Not mm-hmm. not when you get to the end, not when you've overcome. Do you not know the whole time, the whole process, you're freeing right. people along the way? Exactly. And I think that's why the enemy has those thoughts in my head so that I don't free anybody with my journey, with mm-hmm. my process. I think that the end, and you just made me realize something, just as much as we're opposite in this, it's the same. It's bringing us to the same place. Right. With you, when you feel shameful because you feel like it's a sin, so you then brings you to feel like you're not good enough, you feel like, who am I to give anyone advice on anything that I'm not even good at? With me, I'm, I'm basically useless to anyone for anything because I won't even speak it out because I'm so shameful. You know, I feel shame as far as keeping it private like this is my own thing this is my my little secret that I keep to myself but I love how we're so opposite but it always ties into bringing into the same thing like you feel like it's a sin and me you know you feel like it's a sin and you feel like um you're sinning against God with your body and I'm like I'm out here like Mm. Lord I can speak to anybody because don't nobody know about this food addiction anyways and this is something that I keep in private and this is something that I deal with. This is something that I have control in. So right. it is what it is. Right. And really, that's your ad, you know, the way you think is a terrible way to think. And the way I think is a terrible way to think. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. But it's still, yeah, I know. But. And it's crazy because, oh, man, like food, food, this food addiction thing that I have going on here, this food struggle just reminds me how much I need God and, um, how much I need to exercise the fruit of the spirit, Mm self-control, self-discipline, um, all that stuff. And I'd actually, um, like to read a page that has self-discipline from this book that, um, made to crave the same book that I've been recommending all this time. Um, And she touches on self-discipline and it says, yes, I want to lose weight, 
But this journey is so much more than just that. It really is about learning to tell myself no and learning to make wiser choices daily. And somehow becoming a woman of self-discipline honors God and helps me live the godly characteristic of self-control. The fruit of the spirit, the evidence of God's spirit being in you, is a list of godly characteristics. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you guys want to read about the fruit of the spirit, it's Galatians 5.22, by the way. In the end, pursuing self-control does help my heart feel closer to Jesus and more pure to receive what he wants from me each day. I want to stop and say that's what the opposite does for me. When I don't have self-control, it doesn't allow me to receive what he has from me each day. And then... um, that's not the book, by the way. That was my thought. Um, <laughs> instead of clogged with guilty feelings for my poor choices. But self-control is hard. We don't like to deny ourselves. We don't think it's necessary. We make excuses and declare, that's nice for you, but I could never give that up. Facts. And if we're relying on ourselves, that's true. But there's another level to self-control that too few of us find. Before the Apostle Paul lists the fruits of the Spirit in his letter to the churches in Galatia, he describes a power available to us that goes way beyond self-control. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. In other words, live with the willingness to walk away when the Holy Spirit nudges you and says, that food is permissible but not beneficial, so don't eat it. Not sinful, Please hear me on this. Food isn't sinful. But when food is what Satan holds up in front of us and says, you'll never be free from this battle. You will always bounce from feeling deprived when you're dieting to feeling guilty when you're splurging. Victory is impossible. You are incapable of self-control with food. We must see that it is inappropriate consummation, that it's inappropriate consummation can be his lure to draw our heart into a place of defeat. For others, it will be sex outside marriage, the inappropriate consumption of alcohol, illegal drugs, or some other physical means. Of course, the obvious question then is, how can we tune into these nudges of the Holy Spirit? How can we live by the Spirit? First, we have to know where the Spirit is and what he gives us. If we know Jesus as our personal Savior, the Bible teaches us that we... And if the spirit of him who Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Not only does the spirit live in, lives in us, but he is active and infuses power to our lives that is beyond what we could possibly, possibly muster up on our own. Wow. Isn't that, that amazing? Is. When we feel like I just can't, I can't um, walk away from this right. food. Like I can't, I just can't help myself. It's sad as a Christian to say that because God told us the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Exactly. If I could raise the dead, why can't you walk away from the damn economic? (laughs) From the damn falafel? How? How? It's the same power. It's inside of you. That's so funny because I always tell, you know, when people come to me for advice or encouragement and I kind of sort of get angry and well, not angry. I would say very passionate and say, don't you know that you have the power within you? The same power that Jesus had is the same power that God has put into us. Like 
So exactly. why are you making it so difficult to feel that way? And look at me, a hypocrite. I'm calling myself out. I am a hypocrite for even saying that. Now I'm realizing now in this moment, this very moment that I am a hypocrite because that's what right. I'm saying. That's where my show right. the because, comes from. I feel like right. a hypocrite. So for me, now that I've actually spoke it out, it's not a secret and I'm, I'm surrendering, surrendering it to God. And now I can be able to look at myself in a different way, look at food in a different way. I can call myself a hypocrite, but in that moment, because I never saw it as a problem, because I never surrendered it to God, because I never saw like, this is an issue for me. Then I obviously never seen myself that way. But in that moment, I will call myself out. I always keep it real in real life. And I'm going to keep it real on the podcast. I'm a hypocrite for telling people you have the power to not feel that way. You have the power to walk away from that relationship. You have the power to walk, you know, to, to, to take those thoughts captive and, and, and to change your mind and look at me. I'm not, I'm, but I'm not powerful. I'm not, not that I'm not powerful. I'm not using the power that I have, that I know that I have to walk away from food, to not make me feel better. Terrible, terrible, but I'm calling myself out. I'm going to tell the truth and shame the devil. Yes. I'm a hypocrite. Fight me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Yo, that's crazy. Wow. And, and that's what God tells right. me to do. No, get on Instagram. Tell them what right, you just right. did. Call it out. And move right. forward. We already hashed this out before you got exactly. on Instagram. You said, God, forgive me. Help me do better. You're going to try to do better. So confess right. it. Don't wear that. Don't wear that label right, of shame. Right, right, Exactly. Wow. It's crazy. Powerful. I feel like not only are we freeing other people and helping other people, but we're also helping ourselves. Lisa, Ugh. I feel so right, right, now. right. And what's the name of the book again for those who, um, this book is don't so know. Lit, y'all. I'm gonna keep recommending this book. It's called Made to Crave, and now it's finally in front of me, so I could even spell out the author for you and everything. Made to Crave, and the subtitle is Satisfying Your Deepest Desire with God, Not Food. You guys, this book is changing my thoughts. It's changing right. my life. It's changing how I see food. It's changing how I see my relationship with God. It's changing how I see this uh struggle as far as um using it as a spiritual journey with god and getting closer to him using my struggle to get closer to god this book is so life-changing and i know i know because i know because i know that it'll touch you if this is something you struggle with it's going to touch you and the author is lisa l-y-s-a is how she spells her first name and her last name is turkers i think is t-e-r-k-e U-R-S-T. The title is Made to Crave. Please do yourself a favor and get this book. I'm going to keep reading this and rereading it and rereading it until I get on top of this damn struggle and right. overcome. Um, I also do... I don't have the book, so I think I'm also going to get it as well. Um, and we encourage people to get the book, read the book, and um, that brings us to our recommendations um, it's safe to say that that is your recommendation. Well, one of your recommendations for this week. Okay, yes. so my recommendation, um, beside because you know you're always telling me about the book, I do think that I well I am going to get the book and start reading it. Um, but my recommendations are find someone who you trust, um, who loves you, who wants your best interest, someone that can hold you accountable, someone that's going to speak to you in love, someone that's not going to judge you. 
and not going to make you feel bad, not going to bring it up as if, you know, um, to make you feel bad about yourself or anything like that. Just find someone in love that can hold you accountable, that you can speak with. Um, even, uh, you know, if you, you go to therapy or you are looking into therapy as far as, um, you know, dealing with things, picking things apart. I myself recently started going to therapy. Um, and besides talking, um, with Loli about it, uh, my therapist has really been starting to help me, um, pick things apart and see things about myself and see things in a different way. Um, which is gonna, you know, once I come to that place where I'm just like, okay, this is a problem. Um, I'm definitely, I feel like even after this podcast, I, I'm definitely going to go into prayer and surrender this, this part of my life to God. Cause I, I feel like, that is right, so I feel amazing. like it's necessary. I feel like it's time and I need to stop kidding myself because when you say I got this, you indeed do not got this. And I'll say that again. When you come to a place where you say, I got this, you indeed do not got this. Say a lot of right, <laughs> right. So that is my recommendation: find someone in love, someone who cares about you, someone who, you know, has your best interest that you can hold accountable. Um, for me, therapy has definitely been working as well. Um, um, so I think I think that, that's amazing advice because some people do not feel comfortable uh, speaking to someone they right. know, even if they know that they love them. A stranger is better for right. them, and I think that's amazing advice. And I plan to start therapy right. myself. I think that's amazing yes, advice. Therapy for me has been helping me just um, pick my feelings apart, my thoughts, um, and really dig into the root of it. Um, and like I said, I'm not saying I'm running to therapy first, or I'm even running to you first. Like I said, in this moment, recording this podcast, I realized, oh, shoot, you know, this really is an issue and I really do need to bring it to God. So, yes, God is my foundation. Yes, he is always going to be first. Um, but having help, there's nothing wrong with people, you know, having help. Um, and Jesus and my therapist are the real MVPs. They they are Amen. the plug and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so... Uh, how about quote? Do you have like a quote or anything? Well, did you want to give the rest? I don't know if you had any more recommendations besides the book. Oh, okay. Um, so I have, I know you guys heard, we just spoke about the power that the, that the word says that's in us, that the same power, you know, that rose Jesus from the grave is the same power that's in us. And so that, that should empower mm-hmm. us to know that we can overcome, that we can walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the perfect, I have a, uh, the recommendation is a song and it's called same power by Jeremy camp. I think it's an amazing song. And if you, when you listen to the words, you'll know why it's exactly what we've been saying It's exactly what the word says. It talks about that same power. So it's called same power and it's by Jeremy camp. Um, I was going to recommend the book, which I already told you guys is called made to crave by Lisa Turkers. Um, Actually, I'd like to say real quick how I even uh, stumbled about, upon this book. It was, um, it, there's a devotion on it on the Bible app, actually. Okay. 
And um, a friend of mine who also struggles with food, she told me about the devotion. She said, you should uh, do this devotion. It's so good, blah, blah, blah. And so the first day, the first devotion, I was like, what? And when I found, it, found out it was a book, I was like, I need to get this book. So I would tell... I would first tell you guys before you spend money, you're going to buy it anyway. I already know before <laughs> you spend your money, do the devotion. So you can see it's like a taste, just a taste of the book. The devotion is amazing. It's on the Bible app. It's also called made to crave. Great. Um, and then I had a scripture and it's first Corinthians 10 31. And it's so then, whether you eat or drink or whatever you may do, do all for the honor and glory of God. And so this scripture, to me, it uh, it tells me, you know, before you even start to eat, before you're about to do what you're, before you open your mouth to that empanada or whatever it is, ask yourself lowly, is this going to bring honor and glory to God? Right. Are you honoring your body? Like, there's nothing wrong with the empanada. But if I know I'm going to do way more than one or two, then, you know, you know, I just have to, it, that, to me, that scripture is telling me to be honest with myself. Right. Am I going to honor and glorify God by the end of this meal? Right. Is this meal going to bring him honor and glory? Um, so that's my scripture. Uh, I already told you guys the devotion, the book, the song. And then I had a quote. And the quote is, living in victory tastes sweeter than any unhealthy delicacy wow. and that's from uh made to crave the book that quote. that quote very powerful how do you have any more quotes yes so i'll share my quote first actually i'll share my scripture first because i want to elaborate a little bit on my quote um so my scripture is romans chapter 8 verse 5 those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires me uh, but those <laughs> right too. but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desires the mind governed by the flesh is death but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace mm. so um if you've reached the end of this podcast and you will see that everything that i've touched on personally has everything to do with this because I'm only going with my fleshly desires, um, is which is going to lead me to a, lead me nowhere. Um, but I, ha you know, according to the scripture, once I surrender it to God and I let God begin to work in me, He will definitely bring peace into my life, which is so very important. And I felt like this quote was so fitting for this topic. Um, my quote is. And I don't know if I've read this somewhere or um, I feel like, well, I, I tell myself this. I, I didn't necessarily get it from anywhere specifically. Um, but the quote that I'm going to share this week is love your body while you work on what you don't like until it becomes what you love. Um, so for me, body image is a very very important thing because I've always like I stated in the last episode um I've always been very um I wouldn't say petite but I've been very always small um mm -hmm. as far as weight you know this and I won't share my weight <laughs> but this is the heaviest <laughs> I've been in my entire life um 
and obviously, uh, you know, getting pregnant on top of having bad eating habits. Um, And I just wanted to throw out there while I was pregnant, I had gestational diabetes. So I had to um, eat healthy. Um, I had to have restrictions. So once I gave birth and they cleared me, um, it was a free for all. So that Mm. definitely didn't help my weight. That definitely didn't help keep me in check or, um, you know, bring my back, my body back to where it was. Um, So that's why this quote is very important to me. If you are unhappy with the way that you look, the way that you feel, just bring yourself to a place where you love yourself enough so you can work on yourself um, until you've gotten to the place where you have changed the things that have been a struggle for you. And that's where I am now. Yes, I have bad days. um, And yes, you know, my coping mechanisms aren't the healthiest. But I have come to a place in my mind where I say, okay, I'm going to just love where I am right now. I have no choice. This is it. This is my body. Um, I'm going to love it. And I'm going to just work on myself until I bring myself back to the place where I am comfortable. Throw out society's norm. Throw out summer body. Throw out, um, you know, people, other people's expectations of yourself. Just bring yourself to a place where you are comfortable. Your weight Um, your body frame the way you want it to look you don't have to be a certain weight you don't have to look a certain way for anybody else or for the world or to even be deemed beautiful you're still you're you're beautiful just the way that you are so bring yourself to a place um where in your mind where you made up in your mind that you're gonna love yourself and love your body as well and bring yourself somewhere where you're satisfied with you not for someone else Mm, that's a good and I think something that helps me do that is telling God Lord give me your Mm. eyes help me to see myself the way you see me right that really helps me to love what I see in the mirror and helps me appreciate my body when I look at my body and I'm in that that zone where I say God give me your eyes help me to see myself the way you see me I'm like, yo, this body is so bomb. This bo- this body gave me two right. kids. This body, right. you know, I start thinking about all, all the, the wonderful awesome things, things my right. body has done. Right. Right. So I think that's amazing. Right. Um, is that all your recommendations? Yes. And yeah, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. That was good. That was so good. Um, I have... One more scripture, and I have a prayer to go with it. It's about temptation. I just thought that this was so um, fitting for everything we're talking about, about the power that's in us, about, yes, you know, we have temptations every day, no matter how much we surrender our struggles to God, we're still going to go through temptation. But the Lord tells us in his word, you know, yeah, you will, you know, come up, you know, you're going to come across temptation, but I've given you an escape plan and you can walk away. You can resist. Right. Um, and so that's what the scripture is about. It's first um, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And it reads for no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how 
it comes or where it leads has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to men that is no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance and that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience and such as men can bear but god is faithful to his word and to his compassionate nature and he can be trusted not to let you be tempted and tried and assayed beyond your ability and strength of resistance and power to endure but with the temptation he will always does it say sometimes lisa it says always he will always also provide the way out the means of escape to a landing place that you may be capable and strong and powerful to bear up under it patiently i think that scripture is so powerful and i encourage encourage people to read it so it can you know, marinate and resonate, resonate, you know, sit in their spirit where they can let it marinate into their, into their life. Absolutely. Meditate over that scripture. You guys let it just like seep and saturate into your heart, into your mind. Um, get index cards, write it down, take it with you, put it in your pocket, in your car and pull it out whenever you need it. Um, and so I wanted to say a prayer for temptation. Um, and, you know, when you guys, I want you guys that whenever you need to, and even me, I'm going to go back to this podcast and listen to it over and over and over on those days that I feel weak. I'm going to go back and listen to this prayer. So you guys remember, you can always go back and listen to these words over and over and right. over. Um, this is my prayer, Lord. I'm being tempted. I want you guys to say this prayer. If you can even repeat with me, whoever's listening, repeat this with me. This is my prayer for temptation. Lord, I am being tempted. Your word says that I am able to bear this temptation. And I believe your word. Show me the way out of this temptation right now and give me the strength to choose that path. I receive the escape and the strength right now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You better preach, prophetess, evangelist. Stop it. <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm done. You better done. preach you that guys, word. I know. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you guys, you, I know this was a really long yes, episode, but, but we necessary. really wanted to take it right, home. Right. We wanted to finish it. I'm sorry right now. My four-year-old is screaming, mommy, mommy. Um, we wanted to bring it home. We wanted to wrap this up. I, I didn't feel like we needed to do a part three. I felt like let's just bring it all together right. in this episode. Right. So I'm sorry that is Don't long. even apologize. Everything that we said not only was necessary for the listeners, but it was definitely, I can speak for both of us, necessary for us individually yes. um, when we, you know, aside when we're not recording and when we're not speaking our thoughts, it's definitely necessary before um, you give the teaser and then we um, close this thing out, I also want to throw in another recommendation. Um, mm-hmm. If you're struggling with um, anything in general, food or whatever it is that you're struggling with and you want to bring yourself to a healthy place and a positive place, uh, put encouraging scriptures, quotes, whatever works for you, um, whether it be quotes, things that you tell yourself, um, Whatever it is, put it out, you print it out, put it up um, in your kitchen, in your bathroom, in your closet, next to your bed, wherever, in your car, 
wherever you, you know, put it in your Bible, like break off a piece of paper and, you know, put it in there. So when you open your Bible, you can, you know, give it to, you know, you can read it and it can encourage you. Um, For me personally, I, you know, I always have those things where I'm writing everything down, but I actually, because I'm always on my phone and it's the one thing that I'm always looking at, I actually set an alarm um, at two o'clock every day. And um, the alarm, uh, the alarm will go off at two o'clock and it would say, you are the shit and your temp, your situation right now will not be forever. So I love that. Yeah. So that's, so you do like a reminder you put it under reminders. Yes. No, it's actually like an alarm. It's oh the alarm. Cause you could put a label on your alarm. Yes. You're right. So, yeah. Um, at two o'clock every day. And it's so funny because it works. Um, when I am, I could be feeling, you know, I could wake up and, you know, having, or be put in, I could either wake up in a bad mood or be put in a bad mood for whatever reason. And my alarm goes off and that instantly, that is, it doesn't say much, but I know what I'm trying to tell myself. So it really does, it, it uplifts my spirit. So that's my final recommendation. Um, that is so yeah. amazing. I'm definitely going to do put that. Up, I never thought of that. Yeah, put up, you know, it can be whatever. Print it out, you know, take a piece of paper from a notebook, write it down and rip it out. Tape it where you can literally tape it above your toilet. <laughs> um, no, no, it's true. Um, yeah. On your mirror in the bathroom, on your mirror in your bedroom by your bed, on alarm on your phone, a reminder on your phone, wherever you feel is necessary that you, that you'll see it and it will bring encouragement to you. Um, in the, in your kitchen, above your sink, when you're washing dishes, wherever, on the fridge, on the cabinet, <laughs> where you're, wherever, wherever. Um, I encourage everyone, no matter what you're going through, food addiction or not, um, please find ways to encourage yourself and constantly remind yourself that you are the bomb. You are a work in progress and everything is going to be all right. That's such a good recommendation. I personally put um, index cards on my bathroom mirror and every time I'm brushing my teeth, I I see it every morning and every night. Um, I put stuff in my car and my Bible everywhere, but I hadn't thought of the alarm thing. So I'm definitely going to do that. That was good. And it's a good one for me. I thought it was the perfect place because I'm always looking at my phone. Right. I, I honest, I always set my alarms every day the night before. So, you know, I'll even forget that I have the alarm. Next thing you know, my, my phone is going off and I'm reminded of something that can potentially help me in that moment. So, Right. Well, and I usually put it in my notes app and every time I need a word of encouragement, I'll go into my notes and read what I wrote for that for encouragement. Right. But I like the alarm thing. That's good. Yeah. Thank That's you. really good. Um, all right, you guys. So we spoke so much on food addiction yes. and our food struggles. Uh, but now we want to talk about the tool that we use to help us with our food struggle. Yes. And um That'll be, do you want to make that the next series? Yes. Well, I don't know if we, you want to make it a part three to just bring it all in together um, or just. No, nah, I think we separate, should do like something to see. Yeah. Okay. Or a separate episode. But, you know, we gave, we laid the foundation for you guys. We literally brought you into our lives, our everyday thoughts, our everyday struggles, um, you know. Um, we, op- we were very yes. raw and vulnerable right. in this. <laughs> we opened up, we basically, you know, in the first one, we, we set the foundation. 
right now we you know we opened up our closet and let all our skeletons out <laughs> I feel very right. liberated. All jokes yes, aside, seriously. I feel very liberated. Right. I feel like I, 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 I took power from the right. enemy right now you today. It, you took it back. Absolutely, I took back Absolutely. my power. Absolutely, I feel the exact same way. Especially for me that I even looked at it, you know, where I brought myself like, oh shoot, this is an issue. <laughs> I do need right. to work on it. So, um. And I can't, I can't believe I confess like the ugly things that were in my, no, that have been in my head. It was powerful and it was very necessary. And if you said it, then it was meant for you to say it. And hopefully, well, I know that it will definitely help someone else out. Um, so now that we have given you all of the crazy things that we go through and, um, you know, the struggle, the, the thing that we struggle with, we cannot give that to you without giving you, providing you a way out or a solution. So we will, in our next episode, we will be talking about intermittent fasting. Oh, I'm so passionate about this. Right. She is very, she actually, actually, you are the one who put me on and put me into a place um, where I can be comfortable enough. Do you remember the beginning where you felt like, like, girl, you know what? No, we're saving this. We're going to save this for the next podcast. Right. But I was like, girl, (laughs) fasting. What? No, Mm -mm. you got the wrong one. Cause I ain't the one. (laughs) So, you know, we definitely will not give you an issue or or not an issue, but we won't present you with something that we struggle with without giving you what has helped both of us, what has provided a way out for both of us. And that is definitely intermittent fasting. So, Please stay yes. tuned for the next episode because we will be definitely talking more about that. And um, yeah, we're going to just tell you how it's helped us in a major way and even how it has helped me with my sugar. Um, with my yes, sugar I intake. cannot yes. wait for that. Yes. It definitely, definitely has helped with my type 2 diabetes. And I am so excited to get into that in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. And we are very excited to be talking about that. So now, if you don't have, do you have, is there anything else? No, I just, like we always say, please subscribe to the podcast. We're now on Spotify, Apple, um, Pocket Cast, Google, Spotify, Spotify, all of them, all of them, all of them. Episode, (laughs) please share this episode. You don't know, this might not be for you, but it might be for that friend, that coworker, somebody on your Facebook page, somebody on your Instagram. Share this episode. Let's liberate one another. Like I feel so liberated right now. I feel free. I feel empowered. Please share this episode to empower the next person that yes. may need this and it might not even be food their struggle right. their struggle might not even be food but they'll they'll use these scriptures right. the the advice we've given them right for whatever struggle they're going and through. even though this can be for anyone um and uplift anyone um we definitely most definitely i know for me i definitely want to be an empowerment to women um to Absolutely. feel comfortable with how you look and what you go through and know that you can get through it and you will get through it. So that's also important. So I think we are going to close out with our favorite quote from Maya Angelou. Yes. Do your best until you know better. And then when you know better, do better. Alrighty guys. It was such a pleasure talking with you today. All right. Bye-bye. See you next time. Until the next one. Bye. Bye. Mom, are you done yet? Casey, stop. Mom's recording. (laughs) I'm done with you, Casey. (laughs)